Bob Bernie Live. Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. Well, the news every day is filled with good news, bad news, and everything in between. Uh, let me let me let me give you some good news. Uh, Arkansas is. Uh, Well, becoming even more conservative than they were under Asa Hutchinson. Uh, uh, Sarah Sanders Huckabee is now the new governor. Um, And she is taking the state in a really solid conservative direction. Mike Huckabee's daughter, former press secretary for, uh, for Donald Trump. The Arkansas Senate, now this is not law yet, but it has passed the Arkansas Senate, uh, is headed to the House, and um, I believe that uh, Governor Huckabee has said that she would sign it. Uh, The Senate has passed a bill making drag shows, you know, the, the, the drag queen shows and so forth, making them adult only events. So no more uh, children's uh, drag queen story hour. No more drag queen story hour in public libraries in Arkansas. No more drag queen uh, library uh, uh, reading hours in the public libraries. Uh, uh, No more bars offering drag queen story hour where children are invited and so forth. Um. It would make, it doesn't outlaw drag queen shows, doesn't make it illegal. It just says these will become adult-only events, like a strip joint. Can't get in unless you're a certain age. Can't drink alcohol unless you have a, you're a certain age. Can't buy cigarettes unless you're a certain age. Well, in Arkansas, if this bill passes, and I hope it does... Children would no longer be allowed at drag queen events, whether it's a story hour, performance, or whatever. Quote, the majority Republican Senate approved the bill on a 29 to 6 party line vote with all six of the chamber's Democrats opposing. Uh, The bill, if enacted, could make Arkansas the first state to place such restrictions on drag shows as they face increased attention from Republican lawmakers and groups. Isn't it bizarre that even the news media acknowledges that liberals and Democrats are not concerned about men dressing up as women with an obsession of doing sexually perverse performances in front of children? And that's what it is. These drag queen things, they are obsessed with performing. And almost all of them are sexually suggestive. And yet they have this obsession with doing it in front of kids. Now, you would think that any adult with any common sense, you don't have to be conservative to think, Why does this guy, dressed as a woman, want to gyrate sexually in front of little children? I mean, you would think, 
You would think anybody would be concerned about that and just asking questions. Why? Okay, hey, if you want to go dress like a woman, but why do you want children? Why? Why do you want to go to the library and read stories to little children dressed up in a sexually provocative way, a man dressed up as a woman? Why do, why do you want to go to, to, to libraries? Why is it essential to you that you do this in front of little kids? I'm serious. You would think anybody would be asking those questions, but even the news media is going, Republicans are uh, asking questions. What, what does that tell you? Oh, my goodness. Uh, so that's good news. It's not law yet, but it looks like it has a good chance. And I hope it becomes a trend across America. Uh, It's not going to happen here in Ohio. No, no, it's not going to happen here in Ohio. Uh, Sometime soon, I'm going to take a good portion of an hour and deal with the chaos down at the State House here in Ohio. Most of you have heard, back several weeks ago, the Republicans in in the House of Representatives almost unanimously agreed, uh, we're going to have Derek Maron as the next Speaker of the House. When I heard that, I was thrilled. I know Derek. I've watched him grow up. Um, His dad, who just died, was a pastor. He pastored here in Columbus for a short time. And then he went up to Monclova, up in the Toledo area, and God used him to build an incredible church up there. He had a unbelievable ministry, one of the most godly, loving men I've ever known, and uh, started going up there years ago to preach for uh, Russ Marin and his church and met Derek. He was just a young guy back then. And then he began working for uh, um, uh, Dave Yost in the attorney general's office and one of his offices up in Toledo, rose through the uh, political um, levels, was elected to the House of Representatives, and was almost the unanimous choice of all of the Republicans in the House of Representatives. He was the next Speaker of the House. That was a done deal. And then just before the vote, a large number of the Republicans got behind closed doors with all of the Democrats... And said, yeah, you know, maybe this Marin kid is too conservative. And so they cut some deals behind closed doors. And literally, literally, the Democrats elected the Speaker of the House in a Republican-majority House of Representatives. I don't know that I've ever heard of that. But it was the Democrats who elected the current speaker of the it's just it's just weird it's bizarre it's crazy and because of that a large number of the republicans in the house of representatives are rhinos and you most of you know and I don't use I don't throw that term around very often you know republican in name only i have said this over and over again for years i have very 
little allegiance to the Republican Party, especially here in Ohio. If you're a longtime listener, you've heard me say that over and over and over again. The Republican Party in Ohio is a mess. Now, we got some good people. We got some good people. Dave Yost, great, great guy, doing a great job. Uh, Frank LaRose, Secretary of State, doing a great job. Our uh, state treasurer, great job. But the party itself is an absolute mess. And um, with the uh, the current makeup of the Republicans in the House of Representatives here in Ohio, there is no way that a bill like this that hopefully will pass in Arkansas would pass in Ohio. We have too many. Uh, they would call themselves moderates. <sighs> I don't call them moderates. But anyway, um, I hope it passes in Arkansas, and I hope it becomes a trend across America, and maybe in the next election here in Ohio we can get rid of some of those who masquerade as Republicans. But, well, they really aren't. Uh, When we come back, I gave you good news out of Arkansas. Here's some bad news out of California and several other states. I keep telling you, they are coming for your kids. And they are being more and more open and blatant. I'll tell you when we come back. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. I want to get into this story quickly because there's another one that I want to leave you with uh, today. The uh, New York Times, uh, I don't think it was yesterday, I think it was the day before yesterday, published a major article uh, proposing the question, should parents know about the gender identity of their children at school? Now, this is a really hot topic in public schools today. And from what I can gather, and listen, I'm not an expert on this, but from what I can gather, the overwhelming majority of public school counselors, uh, administrators, and probably teachers believe that when a child comes to school and they're questioning their gender or whatever, the parents should not be notified. They should not be told. A boy comes to school and says, uh, hey, I I really think I'm a girl. It seems like the majority of school administrators think it would be appropriate to have a dress at the school in a closet somewhere where the little boy can come change into a dress during the school day. And then before he goes home, you know, puts the dress back in the closet, puts his jeans back on, goes home, and the parents not be told about it. This seems to be the general consensus. And so the New York Times wrote this story, and basically the conclusion was, well, we have to protect children from their 
parents. Uh, one of those interviewed for this New York Times article, Olivia Garrison, a history teacher in Bakersfield, California, who says she or he is non-binary, quote, has helped many students socially transition at school without their parents' knowledge. She went on. My job, which is a public service, is to protect kids. Sometimes they need protection from their own parents. Now, we're not talking about kids that are being beaten at home or any. No, we're talking about feelings, emotions, which we all know now. The whole transgender thing is not based in biology, but based in feelings and emotions. Uh, The article in the New York Times also revealed that many schools across America are giving children a name-change gender marker form uh, where they can fill out what their preferred gender, their preferred pronoun, even their preferred name, and then at the end, it asks them, do you want your parents to know? And if a child says, no, I don't want my parents to know, then the school honors the wish of a child over the right of the parent to know about their children. It's bizarre, it's weird, it's child abuse. And I think the most disturbing thing of all in this is that many, many parents are fine with it. They're okay. You know, we had the... uh, the undercover video here in Columbus, Hilliard schools and one of the other schools undercover video and the, um, the um, uh, diversity uh, inclusion, diversity DEI officer, you know, said, ha ha, wink, wink. Yeah. We're teaching CRT in schools, but uh, you know, we, we don't say it that way. And, and, you know, we kind of fool the parents and so forth. When that undercover video was discovered and revealed, local news media interviewed several parents in that school district, and rather than saying, oh my goodness, I want to know the truth about this. You know, maybe it's true, maybe it's not, but I want to know the truth. A number of the parents said, I trust the school. We're talking about your kid. You don't want to know? No, I uh, I trust the school. Are you serious? All right, now, let me, let me end with this. If you want a little entertainment tonight, okay, you don't have anything better to do and you want some entertainment, uh, look up the uh, interaction between Senator John Kennedy I love this guy. He's got this down-south, down-home humor and wit and wisdom. Well, Senate confirmation hearings were taking place in Washington, D.C. And uh, Senator John Kennedy was questioning some of the nominees that President Joe Biden had nominated. One of them is a Spokane County Superior Court judge 
Charnel, and I have no idea how to pronounce her last name, B-J-E-L-K-E-N-G-R-E-N. Judge Charnel, we will call her. She has been nominated to be the U.S. District Judge for the Eastern District of Washington, where she obviously is going to have to deal with constitutional issues. And Senator John Kennedy leans back and just says, tell me what Article 5 of the Constitution does. That's it. It wasn't accusatory. It wasn't mean. He didn't yell. He didn't even raise his voice very calm. Tell me what Article 5 of the Constitution does. Deer in the headlights from this judge who's been nominated for a higher position. She said, and I quote, uh, Article 5 is not coming to mind at the moment. He didn't even seem shocked or anything. He just said, how about Article 2? Deer in the headlights again. And she says, um, Article 2 doesn't come to my mind either right now. And then he asked her, and, and by the way, he didn't yell at her. Uh, NBC News said that his questioning was harsh. I want you to look it up and tell me if there was anything harsh about it. He was very calm, very cool, actually very kind. He asked her several other elementary questions about law, theory of law, and the Constitution. She couldn't answer any of them. Hmm. But you know what? She'll probably be confirmed because of the Democrats and the Senate. Anyway, it's kind of entertaining to watch. Have a great evening, folks, but please remember whose you are. Listen. Listen. Think. Think. Discern. Discern.